This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. It is my favorite day of the baseball season, Jackie Robinson Day in the majors. And we get an opportunity to start our coverage of the 2022 baseball season with my co-host, Jen Piacenti. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. A happy baseball season, Jen. Happy baseball season, Sean. It's great to be back. Uh, it's been fantastic so far. Lots of surprises. I mean, who thought that the Cleveland Guardians were going to lead the league in runs scored? I mean, it's been fun. Yeah, it's, it's early, obviously, but you're right. <laughs> there are some surprises going on right now. Out here where I'm recording in uh, Colorado, they were yep. off to a hot start. A little bit of a surprise uh, there as well after the sort of almost bizarre signing of Chris Bryant, which everyone's still trying to figure out why they did it. But of course, I guess the record of the early going maybe speaks for itself. So in this early part of the baseball season, there's sort of this feeling out process, right? We have a a pretty good idea about which teams are going to be good and which teams aren't going to be good. But then again, as you pointed out, uh, that's just on paper. And on paper is not where they play the game. So uh, we're going to look at a couple games for this Friday night and try to find some opportunities there that will be interesting. And we will start over in the AL East where the Baltimore Orioles are looking very Baltimore Orioles-like <laughs> in the early beginning of the year against the New York Yankees, who maybe don't at 4-3 and three, look the kind of like the kind of team that a lot of folks expected. Jordan Montgomery versus Jordan Lyles on the bump tonight. What do you have of this game panning out as? Yeah, the New York Yankees uh, off to a typically slow start. They often do this. And, of course, the Baltimore Orioles before the season started, plus 20,000 to win the AL East. And they are performing as such a 1-6 and six record. Uh, still wouldn't have done it. Okay, yeah. Like, no, it, thank you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that could be a life-changing payout. I'm still not wasting 20 bucks. <laughs> right. Nah. But yeah, the Yankees are headed over to Camden Yards and they're facing the team with the highest strikeout rate in baseball. And I know it's only been the first week of the season, but Jordan Montgomery goes to the mound for the Bombers and he owns a 28.9% strikeout rate versus this Baltimore club. And by the way, this Baltimore club is striking out 30.4% of the time. So it makes a lot of sense. You know, the Yankees are heavily favored here. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, where am I going to find value? Well, this run total of nine, Sean, feels high. Now, remember last season, we often hammered the over at Camden Yards. But since then, they've moved in the fences a little bit, which may or may not affect a lot. But it certainly doesn't help the hitters, and it could only maybe help the pitchers. And what's interesting is, though the Yankees are a more winning club than the Orioles, they're only averaging 3.43 runs per game while the Orioles are averaging exactly two runs per game. So you add those together, it's under six. I'm not exceedingly optimistic that this is going to exceed, uh, you know, nine or nine and a half, depending on where which book you're at. I found it on SI Sportsbook under nine at plus money. So I'm going to take that bet. I do think the Yankees will win this, but there's no value in laying $213 
to win 100. And even if you take the run line here, New York minus one and a half, still you'd have to lay $133 to win 100. So I think the value is plus money under run total of nine. And you can play with that. Bet MGM, I think, has it uh, maybe at a different place. Uh, I know an app I had had it in nine and a half. So search for the best odds, but I don't think it's going to exceed nine. Not a single game that the Orioles have played in has exceeded a total of nine and only two that the Yankees have played in have exceeded nine this year. I'm with you because I, I look at that. I looked at that too. And I'm thinking nine. I, I just don't think these teams are going to get to nine yeah. either way. I, I, the Yankees have been off to a slower start as you pointed out and the Orioles just aren't very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I <laughs> this wouldn't think this is a game where that the under is, especially when you get to plus money on, on the under at a lot of different places, that seems like a no brainer to me. Now the, the nice thing is you can look at, uh, I think the Yankees will also win this game. You can go to a Yankees money line and the under, and they have it an under nine and a half over Even at, at DraftKings when you can parlay that together. So you put together the Yankees on the money line and an under of nine and a half, and you get that to plus 85 to me, uh, that's a no brainer. I'll be jumping on that one, but I'll also be looking at one of the player props. You know, you know what it's, it's a friday yeah. i'm gonna, gonna pick somebody to knock one out and the obvious selection of course is anthony rizzo uh riz has three home runs already on the year uh, that that porch out there in uh camden is a good one for a batter like rizzo and to hit one home run he's a plus 475 that does not seem unreasonable anytime you're doing a home run bet uh, i'm not doing a lot with it because you really are kind of pulling the lever on the slot machine a bit but it's an educated that's right guess. And Rizzo, of course, is a power guy that is one of the Yankees that's off to a decent start. So I think I'd go with that. I'd go with Rizzo today. I'd have put him in the DFS lineups if I had them as yeah. well. And I like the idea of parlaying that Yankees money line and the under because I'm with you. That under at nine, nine and a half, uh, that seems really obvious to me. For that mm-hmm. to be a plus money, that seems like an opportunity. Two more players to watch in case you're building DFS lineups or looking for player props. Trey Mancini is batting 429 and slugging 571 across 21 career at bats versus Jordan Montgomery. So he's someone that is a value, not expensive at all on FanDuel or DraftKings. And Aaron Hicks. You know, uh, not a lot of power from Aaron Hicks, but actually he's on a five-game hitting streak, hitting 353 so far this season. So a little sneaky play there. Good. Again, some good value for your DFS lineups, Aaron Hicks. Let's go out to the to Midwest where two, well, teams expected to be very good are off to rather middling starts. Not bad starts. They both are teams with winning records, but middling starts. The St. Louis Cardinals at 3-2 and two will go to face the Milwaukee Brewers at 4-3. and three. Uh, these are good teams. They just mm-hmm. haven't entirely looked like it yet. Uh, Miles Mikolas on the mound for the Cards. Freddie Peralta on the mound for the Brewers. The uh, setup with Peralta, of course, the, the strikeouts, it's gone pretty well thus far with six of them in only four innings in his first start. But he also walked four in that yeah. fir- first start. Uh, Nolan Arnato, by the way, uh, off to a very hot start, batting 400 with three home runs, nine ribbies. That leads the Cardinals in all those categories. How do you see this one playing out? Well, I'm going to go rogue here and take these underdog Cardinals. Now, to be fair, I picked the Cardinals to win this division with my futures. I get that the Brewers have excellent pitching, 
but I just don't think they have the bats. And when it comes down to it, you're going to need the bats because if one or two pitchers go down or get injured or something happens, I don't think you can make it up in offense. And lo and behold, it's sort of the way the Brewers have started this season. Their starting pitchers have a combined ERA of nearly five. That is not excellent. Now, I do think this will normalize in a couple weeks. Remember, there was a shortened spring training so pitchers really only got half the time they usually get to right. ramp up. But we're talking about betting. <laughs> and so I want to lean toward the team that has the better offense. Plus, they are the underdogs, which means they are paying plus money. They're plus 130 over at SI Sportsbook right now. So as you mentioned, Peralta walked four batters his last time out. You know, if he puts a couple guys on, it would be pretty easy for this Cardinals team to explode. Also, they happen to match up well versus Peralta. This particular team, uh, this particular group of Cardinals is batting 275 versus Peralta, while this particular group of Brewers are only batting 235 versus Michaelis. And as you may have noticed, with the run line, it flip-flops. So if you take the Brewers on the money line, they're minus 154. If you take the Cardinals plus one and a half, they're minus 154. So Vegas expects this to be a very close game. And if I'm picking in a close game, I'm going to go towards the Cardinals who are averaging 5.2 runs of offense per game as opposed to the Brewers who are averaging just over three. And players to watch in this game for player props, as you mentioned, Nolan Arenado off to a scorching start. And specifically versus Peralta, three home runs and batting 313 in 16 career bats. Paul Goldschmidt is batting 429 with two homers and only an 18.8% strikeout rate in 14 at bats versus Peralta. And then on the other side of this game, Lorenzo Cain is batting 316 and slugging 579 and 19 at bats versus Michaelis. That is, uh, I mean, obviously that's a lot of reasons to pick them. And I love the fact that the Cardinals are money line favorites. That's pretty good. I, I do look at that, that over under at eight and a half. And of course, you know, you're talking about uh, a little bit of juice on both sides. We have a minus 105 for the over minus 115 for the under. So I guess I'm going to stay away from that because both of these pitchers have the ability to be uh, well under the under, but of course they're in both of their first starts were kind of subpar. So that's a particularly rough one for me. What I'm going to go ahead and look at in this case is uh, the same as you are, by the way. The money line for the Cardinals seems like an absolute uh, no-brainer, especially in, in the positive side of things. But I'm going to look instead at, at one of those alternate run lines and try to find a, a little bit there because I think these teams are, can both score. I understand what you're talking about with Milwaukee and the, and the bats, and I do see that. But I'm going to go ahead and look at, at one of those numbers where maybe it, it is, feels a little high, but I'm not really sure it is for today. If you go over to uh, DraftKings is one of them and pick the over nine, and in this case, not having that hook there sort of protects you, right? If you don't mm-hmm. get uh, get 10, you're at least sort of protected from, from losing. The over 9 puts you at a plus 120, and I, I like that. I'm okay with that. I think that's a, a number today that as these pitchers get ready to, to go, they still feel like they should be tuning up in spring training. That one is okay for me. But otherwise, I, you know, I'm trying to dig through these batter props. I feel the same way you do. I, I like Peralta for strikeouts, but uh, so do most of the books who have him at a, right. a, you know, the over under at six, six and a half. And a half. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not comfortable with that. And and they have uh, Michael was at a, a number two where uh, at this point, I don't really want to 
make too many moves on a guy that had one K in his first, <laughs> first right. outing. I just, it's still that small sample size. So for right now, you just kind of play it safe, pick the money line, uh, pick the run lines. If you feel good about it, find an over under you like, this is one of those games where until we get more data, I kind of like just, uh, you know, paying attention to what happens, keep it simple and then keep an eye out for maybe a player or two, the, the couple that you mentioned that would be good fit for DFS lineups. Absolutely. So, yeah, as you mentioned, still early. There's still a little bit of guesswork going on here as things normalize. But I, I, I could definitely see this game hitting the over as well. So I like that call for plus money. I like to find plus money bets, you know. Um, I don't like to have to lay down more money to to get the $100 back. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, like, I like the plus money bets, and I'm always trying to look for them. And that's why every bet I'm giving out today is going to pay even money or better. All right. Well, yeah, let's see. And I've, I've learned from you over the last year. That's what I'm always doing, too. And when I do the hockey side of things with uh, Coach Nate Lundy there, he always kind of uh, tilts his head sideways. Like, you know, when, you, when your dog gets slightly confused yes. at a noise yes. outside? Yeah, I, I, Nate does that every time. I, but I'm looking for something in the pluses. He's like, eh, all right. But, you know, uh, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. It's but, all about your bankroll. Uh, yeah. And I'm with you. I just it's I just don't like giving up the juice unless I have to. But then again, it is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll take a look at, at our final matchup here and see what we can find because it comes from another couple of teams that they're both sort of interesting clubs. And that would be the mm-hmm. Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. Of course, the Royals uh, getting attention. Bobby Wood Jr., a heavy, heavy rookie of the year favorite over in the American League, a, a terrific talent there. And uh, a, a Tigers team that is starting to up its spending. These are two clubs where you don't quite know what you've got here. The Royals will send Brad Keller to the hill. A scuba will pitch a guy that really can can, can sling it when he's right uh, for the Tigers. And I have to be totally honest mm-hmm. when I, I look at this just off the top of my head. say, who's going to win this game? This is the one where I also sort of just shrug my shoulders and say today. Boy, I don't know. Yeah, I do. I think it's a bit of a coin flip today. And that's ultimately why I'm taking the Tigers here, because they pay plus money. Uh, I do think this is a coin flip. Again, the way that Vegas has priced it, they do as well. There's certainly players to watch in this game. Sal Perez is batting 385 and slugging 1154 with three home runs and just 13 at bats versus Scooble. So I'm chalking that up. I'm going, all right, that's a run. Aldoberto Mondesi is batting 333 with two homers and nine at bats versus Scooble. That could be another run. And then on the other side, Austin Meadows is recorded a hit in every single game played this year in his four two hit games. So he is raking 476 average. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, there's a few hits here, but I don't see this being a high scoring game. Now, the Tigers have been a pleasant surprise, as you said. You mentioned Bobby Witt Jr. On their side, they have Spencer Torkelson. So lots of young talent here. I think this is a young game, uh, a close game, as I said. But what's one thing that has remained the same from last season to this season, and I expect will remain the same, the Detroit Tigers strike out a lot. The Royals do not. They still own the lowest strikeout rate in the league, only 15.7%. They're just pesky hitters. They manufacture runs. Uh, The real power basically comes from Sal Perez and everybody else manufactures runs. So that kind of leads me to lean towards the under here. As far as the starters go, Brad Keller, very sharp his last outing, but last season he ended with a 5.26 ERA. I don't totally trust that. I think this is going to ultimately come down to bullpens and Detroit has a big advantage when it comes to the bullpens. So because as I said, I like to pick the plus money, I'm going to take the Tigers plus 
105 here. It's probably a coin flip and it's probably a fairly low scoring game. I think that's uh, fair as well. I, I'm going to go in another direction. I think the Royals will win this game. I, I think Fair. that they're, they're at home. I think Keller mm-hmm. – I, I don't totally believe in it either, but but I will take a guy who comes off a good start rather than someone who came off a bad start. And I, I think I, I will look at with Keller in, in there at home a little more comfortable. And uh, Javi Baez, by the way, out out of the lineup, not mm-hmm. expected to play. Uh, scratched last night with that thumb injury, already ruled out for Friday's game. So that's uh, you know that's a big part of that offense that they wrote a check to bring him in, and, and they won't have him tonight. So I, I look at that one and think, I'm with you on that. I think the under is the way to go. I don't think either of these teams are offensive uh, uh, powerhouses by mm-hmm. any stretch. I do like the Royals at home, but uh, if am I bold enough to go on the run line where they have to beat the Tigers by two? I'm not, even though I do like the plus 155, I can't bring myself to do it. This time I am going to take the Royals, and I am going to pay a little bit of that juice at a 125 to take them. But if you want to go ahead and find a number that that might be a fun one to get into plus, I like the runs. And this is a fun bet, of course. The runs in the first inning bet. Getting... Uh, one run, so 0.5 on the over in the first inning is a plus 120. Oh, I think yeah. given the fact that both of these teams uh, are a little bit wobbly at times, the pitchers are inconsistent at times, I don't hate that knowing that in the first inning, well, each team gets to bring up at least the top three batters in their lineup. So I, I'm going to take that over on the first inning runs at a plus 120. Just need a single run to cross the plate to get that one. I love that. I think that's a great bet. I totally would get on board with that. Yeah, this has been the equivalent over, uh, like I mentioned, in hockey, where the, they have a goals in the first 10 minutes uh, mm-hmm. bet that they put together. And and that obviously is one that's a little bit of fun. Plus, if you're someone who likes doing uh, live betting, and, and I do, especially if I'm watching that game in particular, sometimes that's a fun bet to start things off. One, you either start off with a little bit of a win or, well, you know, you have a little bit of work to do. But you get to hit that out of the way early one way or the other. And uh, that kind of starts off a little bit of your action on the evening. And that can be fun as well. The time here for uh, us on this weekend is is going to be uh, wrapped up, but we will be back at it next week. I'm really excited to be doing this again with you, Jen. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, This baseball season has a lot of intrigue to it, as all of them do. But this one in particular, with so many free agents moving around with the late start to the season, this April will be kind of uh, all over the place, I think, with with the shortened spring training. It'll make things an awful lot of fun. So I'm glad you're with me, and I'm glad we're going to get to do this for another season. Yeah, me too. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's let's kill it, Sean. We'll keep track of our record, you know. Um, I'm still publishing my picks over at Sports Illustrated, keeping track of record there, and we'll keep track of our record here. And you know what the most important thing is, though? That we're having fun. That's right. And that also means be responsible with what, what, what you're right. betting. And so that's a big part of it, too. You know, make sure whatever units you're betting is something you can handle. And don't uh, – my tip, as I wanted to mention just a bit ago with those <laughs> first run, don't chase. Never chase. Right. Make make the call because you think it's the right call, not because you're getting desperate. That's a big part of the equation, too. A good way to have fun with it while also making the right decisions. So that's what we do right here at Sticks and Stacks. If you have had an opportunity to subscribe, thank you very much. If you haven't yet, there's a little button somewhere near where you pressed play for this. And you can go ahead and subscribe right there as well. Absolutely make sure you follow Jen on Twitter, Jen Piacenti. That's 
That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. Uh, she's on top of it with everything. It's a it's a must read, a must follow every single day. Uh, you're doing a great job with it and uh, looking forward to, to finding out more. If you'd like to follow me, you can do that at S D R O. T-A-R. I'm a little less of the professional like Jen and a little more like you, the listener. Uh, when it could, Look, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we both do this sort of stuff, but there are there are the Mike Trouts of the world and then there are, you know, other people. So <laughs> I may be one of the other people working with one of the Mike Trouts of the baseball betting world. So uh, make sure you give Jen a follow. We will be back at it next week. Enjoy the baseball. Have a safe, wonderful and where you are, hopefully a nice spring weekend. We'll catch you next week right here on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.